Welcome back to Poolside Podcast. This is episode number 34 and I'm your host, Rachel Anthony. Today is the first day of February, first of all. Second of all, it is the launch of the Love and Couples series on Poolside Podcast. I had this idea when I was interviewing Jessica um, from Love for Lewiston way back at the beginning of this podcast and we had talked about how great it would be to hear from couples who either run their own businesses or just relationships in general and how they make them work because I feel like everybody loves to know about that and that's why we get a million e-blasts and Facebook posts that are like five ways to have a great love relationship or six ways to make your man fall in love with you or whatever kind of articles show up on your feed Um, and so I think it's always interesting to hear how couples make things work, how they navigate through social media and having phones. And for me, because I am in a long-term relationship, it is interesting to see how other couples do it and just not to compare, but just either take things away from it or appreciate more of what I already have. So today is the first one and I am joined by Rachel and Dan, a power couple in Calgary who I know through YWC Cycle. They are both motivators there as well as business owners in the real estate space. They share how they first met and the power of Instagram DMs, how they managed to keep work and their relationship separate and sometimes not separate and how they communicate that with each other, what challenges they face when running their own businesses because they own businesses both in the real estate space but they are separate. We talk about how phones can get in the way of connection and why communication is such a key role in any relationship. They share their non-negotiable in their relationship, their advice to couples and their favorite date spots. So I hope you enjoy this as much as I did recording it. Here is Rachel and Dan. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Dan and Rachel. This is the first couples podcast for February. So thank you guys for doing this with me. It's also my first podcast ever. Mine too. We're <laughs> podcast versions. Amazing. So. <laughs> so let's start. Can you each introduce yourself um, and what do you do? Okay, I'll go, I guess. Um, my name is Rachel Morrison, and I'm a real estate agent. Just recently kind of went off on my own to start my own thing. So that just started in the last, like, four months, I would say. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. So just working on my branding, working with clients, trying to network as much as I can, and also trying to help Dan with a few of his things. Yeah. Um, my name is Dan McKinnon. I work in real estate development mainly residential, but we do some commercial stuff as well. Uh, I've got my own company named Tolo um, as well. I teach spin at YYC, as do you. Right, I teach spin at YYC. I don't know why I forgot that. That's a big part of my life. Yeah. Andrew, please stop listening. <laughs> yeah, you both appreciate their employment. Yeah. <laughs> and how did you guys meet? This is a big one. This I was not a big one. I think that we both have different perceptions of the story. You tell yours first because yours is probably more correct. Okay, so kind of funny. So like basically I think like this is like how did we meet and like what our first impressions were or whatever. So my first impression of Dan is pretty funny. I went to – Dan opened a spin studio in Kelowna. No idea who Dan was. No idea like any of the stuff. But we had mutual friends. Um, So my girlfriend was like, we got to go to spin. Um, Went to Spin Co., went upstairs, um, and I was like, oh, this guy is super cute. 
I told her that in the change room and she was like, stay away. Don't go near him. He's not single. No. I was like, oh, okay. And that was like my first meeting of Dan. And then I like was like, you know, when you just like the one that got away, you're like, oh, he was cute, but whatever. Um, and then we full circled. I moved to Calgary. We kind of moved back to Calgary at the same time without even knowing because we didn't really know each other that well. My girlfriend came and visited us, uh, came and visited me in Calgary. And she'd known Dan, saw on his social media he was teaching spin. We were supposed to go to spin class. Whole other story, we missed it. And Dan slid into my DM. Honestly. <laughs> Literally slid into the DM. That was it? That was it, yeah. And I remember briefly meeting you in Kelowna with Ash. Mm -hmm. And then when she commented on one of my photos and tagged you in it, I was like, who's this chick? Clicked Dan it. creeped the gram. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I had a good game back then. So, so. it's not the most romantic story, but... No. It's kind of like your typical story typical these days, life. I feel like. But hey, we didn't meet on Bumble or Tinder, so I'm proud to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, nothing wrong with that, but like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So my, one of my best friends will take credit for that forever. And her name is Ashton Miller, just in case if anybody's wondering. And that's, yeah, that's kind of how we met. She's a great matchmaker. Yeah. And she'll always forever take credit. I don't know. People are about to find out. And so you both work for yourselves, basically. So how do you keep your conversations about business separate? So we laugh at, <laughs> about this question, I think, because we don't. We don't really do that. Like, we do and we don't. We're trying to be more mindful for sure um, now that we're both, like, self-employed, self doing our own things. Um, what would yeah, you say? It's, I mean, it's something my mom taught me a couple of years ago, and she started doing this because my mom was a kind of a business coach in change management. So she always taught me when she'd pick up the phone and call me, she'd pick up the phone and say, hey, Dan, it's your mom. I have my business hat on. Uh, this is the business conversation. This isn't your mom talking. This is strictly business. Um, so we've started kind of saying, you know, if I go home and you talk about something, I say, you know, I've got five questions about business. Let's hit them. Let's get it done and get it over with. So we're trying to like learn how to communicate and segregate business from, from one another. Mm -hmm. um, and our businesses, you know, Rachel's got her own business. I have my own business, but they do cross paths because she's working on some brand new home sales. So it's, it's hard. You talk about business a lot. Mm -hmm. um, you do. And it's it's not a bad thing. It's just learning about how to kind of separate when it's when it's too much and trying yeah. to disconnect. But like we learned for sure over this last year, I would say like we've definitely learned. We're not perfect and we're not doing it right, but we've definitely learned how to like communicate that. And we've been really trying to work on it. Like that's a huge focus of a relationship is like I'm wearing this hat right now, I'm wearing that hat and like trying to really understand where the other person's talking from or coming from. Because sometimes if you're talking in a personal way versus business, it's like totally different how you can, you know, take that conversation. So we've yeah. really been trying to do that. We've been, I think, way more successful with it. Um, but yeah, a huge part of it, which I think we're going to touch on, is date night. That's one of the biggest things. And staying accountable to that time together is probably one of the best things that you can do. Yeah, definitely. And because you're so excited, it's really hard to like stop talking about it when you are excited and you are yeah. really yeah. ideas and it's hard not to just like... Exactly. And like when it consumes your days and that's like literally what you're doing on a day to day from like nine to five every day, it's like your automatic question, how's your day? Right. right? And then it's like, okay, hey, are we talking about this in a business way or like a relationship? And like, that's kind of been one thing we've learned a lot along the way. And I think that, yeah, it all takes, it's learning, right? Like every step is a different growth pattern and a different way to, to, to get through it. Like, yeah. Yeah, and being obviously your own boss is you're working twenty four seven, so 
that's the other hard part about it is we're always always working yeah we're never disconnected from our phones really so we force ourselves to though now like it's a big part of our life but and I guess it helps when both of you are doing it because then you can both be like accountable as opposed to exactly like only one person is working themselves and one person and it's hard to even understand yeah why you're on your phone yeah Yeah. we we can relate like if she's on her phone ignoring me and I'm like great great and then I do the same thing 10 minutes later like it's like I can understand why she's ignoring me because yeah. she has to deal with something like it's yeah anyway. but we have that's another thing we're working on is being more mindful so like if we're like dabbing something or I know something's going like crazy on my phone or vice versa it's like Dan will be like hey I'm actually gonna put my headphones in I'm not gonna talk to you for like a couple hours uh so don't be offended. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of, it's, I mean, it's, it's all like just learning how to do it along the way. And everybody's, I think, so different in their day-to-day stuff and emotionally and all these things. So I think it's just you guys working it through what works best for you. Totally. And what are some of the challenges you face running your own businesses and not necessarily as a couple, but just as like entrepreneurs in general? Well, there's a lot of pros and cons. I'll let you go first. I think the biggest one is, um... I mean, self being self-employed is kind of this, for a lot of people who aren't self-employed, it's kind of this glorious free lifestyle. Um, and you hear a lot of entrepreneurs say that it's the polar opposite of that. It's, it's binding. It's, it's, it's terrifying. It's stressful. Mm-hmm. You have anxiety all the time. Um, but you do have a lot of flexibility. Um, the biggest challenge I think in running your own business from my perspective is just, um, because we're a very small business, we don't have, a ton of people working for us. It's just kind of remaining positive all the time and trying to self-motivate yourself to keep going. Um, especially in Calgary now in real estate, it's definitely a tough, tough environment for some people. So it's, it's remaining positive and just putting one foot in front of the other. That's the hardest part of being a self-employed entrepreneur mm-hmm. in my opinion. It's just, you have to allow people's negativity yeah. to bounce off you and just kind of keep going. So yeah, I agree. That's like the biggest part. And I think the hugest part is just the biggest part, the ch- biggest challenge is really time management for me. Like really figuring out like when it's, oh, Rachel, it is okay to disconnect. It is okay to like turn your phone off um, once in a while if you need it because you really have to be mindful about yourself too and your own wellness um, and not overwhelming yourself, not overdoing it. I do it all the time still. I'm still learning how to mount, like manage that and balance it. But like when you're yeah, when you're so focused on the prize and it's something that you've worked so hard for, it's totally different. It's a totally different game. Um, not to say that like you don't work hard for other employers and stuff, but when it's you and you have all your stuff on the line, it's a lot more of a yeah. big deal. But then you feel so much better when you get through it and as a couple and as like yourself, it's just like it's such a gratifying feeling to know that you made it with all the support that you have in your life too. So it's, yeah, we love it, but it's also trying to figure out like the balance of it all. Totally, which is a great segue to the next question, which is um, how do you create that balance between your work and your relationship? Would you kind of touch on Yeah. I think we've, um, we try and mandate with each other at least one date night a week where it's a pure date night. It's, we do something, either it's a new restaurant or a new activity and we say, you know, Thursday night or Wednesday night, whatever it is, it's it's time for us to actually go do something, forget about work. Um, and then we also travel quite a bit. We spend, um, while well, we still have to work when we travel, we try and plan our travel around being away for five or six days where we can completely shut off and take a break. Never usually happens, um, but it's we try. I mean, balance is, I'm not that old, but I think I'm slowly learning that it's a very key, key mm-hmm. ingredient to being 
Yeah. Yeah, I think like I, to segue into that and back you up on that, I think like the date night is one thing that Dan and I have always committed to since the beginning of our relationship. It was like we pick one day a week because we are so busy that like sometimes you can, I can see him 12 times in a week, but I'm like, we're passing and passing and it's just so crazy. And I don't feel like I actually like grounded down to connect. So the biggest thing is date nights. They used to be on like Thursday nights, sometimes they're on Wednesdays. Um, but we commit to that we don't book anything else. And then like, it's just us hanging out. Everybody else in our life knows it's date night. So nobody bugs us. Nobody blows up our phone. And a new thing Dan and I have really started doing is, um, turning our phone on airplane mode. So it's like, you know what? Like, it's okay. You don't need to answer. If there's an emergency, somebody will send you an email or like, you'll figure it out when you, you know, get back on your phone. But like not always being available all the time too, when we're together is a big thing. Cause it's like, sometimes you get so distracted by your phone lighting up or something like it can totally segue your conversation and like the also like being engaged with that person. Right. So I think that's the biggest part. And then just communication is huge. Communication is the biggest one and we're still working on it every day, but it's getting better. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just when you have a busy life, right? Like sometimes you don't stop to to maybe tell somebody you're doing something or your day's going longer or whatever. And those little, little things can make a huge difference, um, I think. And just being aware of that. I think totally. a lot of people don't have even like made it to that right. point where they're like, I was just a text. It takes five seconds totally. to text. And it takes two seconds. And yeah. sometimes you totally forget. And then like lately we've been so much better at being like, oh man, if I forgot it, I'm like, shoot. And I feel terrible. And then it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's gotten a lot better for mm-hmm. sure. And I think that's the biggest thing is just always being open and honest with the person you're with and just that being your soft place to land all the time. Right. And just being vulnerable with them, I think is the biggest part because you grow and grow the more and more that you're open and honest and that you accept to grow together. Yeah. And I think like creating balance between work and, and love, love life. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's cute. Uh, I think it is like, as a it's I, this might be a male thing but like probably probably <laughs> it's kind of like when you're you're working and you're a dude and you're doing this you've got all the stress going on and then when you come home you just kind of you want to you don't really want to like tell her everything that's going on because you're like what's the fucking point like there's all this yeah. stuff going on um where in hindsight over the last six months i've learned that you know the more open i am about how stressed i am um something that caused me severe derailment in my day with my business usually I would kind of ignore it, but what's helped us anyway is just being, you know, I don't share a million details, but I share enough that I can actually get like support from it, which I didn't do before. Mm-hmm. And that might be a male thing about trying to yeah. be a hero and hold all your emotions inside, which most yeah. men can probably relate to. But. <laughs> yeah. Dan's totally onto that word hero because I called him a hero and that's just not being let go. Yeah. But anyways, I think, yeah, that's the biggest part is like, even me too, though. Like, I don't think it comes from a male perspective. Sometimes women, we talk too much and then we just like, what? like tell them everything and they're just like girl I had a crazy day I don't even want to I'm tuning you out right now and I'm like you're not listening to me um so big thing yeah it's just the communication just being open like sometimes there's crap that happens in your day and you're like I don't know I'm like always wanting to run home and tell Dan and I'm so excited and I think women and men are different because like we as women we're like looking always for that support and like that almost like gratification like I'm there for you I'm helping through this let's get through it and whereas men are like you know I got this I'll figure it out then I'll let her know kind of thing right so yeah I think it's I don't know I think it's we're we're still figuring it out we're still working through it but it's definitely um communication's huge and just being open vulnerable it's like the two things that I'm like we've learned in the last like six to eight months that have just been amazing yeah so I actually just listened to a podcast that literally said that that men need the time to just mm-hmm. like decompose themselves where women 
just, oh, yeah. let's just talk about no, it. No, let's it's open like, up right now. Conversation <laughs> yeah. And then it's an actual like scientific thing. Absolutely. So yeah. it is just understanding that. Absolutely. And then yeah. also when you're talking about that, when you do talk to each other, one like saying if you want help or if you just yeah. want to talk and you just want yeah. to listen. Because sometimes totally. you want to talk and then someone's like, well, let me solve all your problems for you. Yeah. You're like, that's not really what I was talking about. No. I just need to... Totally. I just want to vent. Yeah, I just want exactly. vent. And I just want you to listen. It's very funny because usually yeah. so she, Rachel always brings up, you know, this is an issue I have, this is an issue. And I'm like, boom, let's be practical. Like, here's solution A, B, C, and D. And she's like, no, I don't want I just want to hug. I don't, I'm like, I don't need your practicality right now. Like, I might need it a week down the road, but this is not the time. Um, so that's one thing we've learned too is like women, I think, hold a lot more emotion. Sometimes they're just looking for that hug or that kiss or that like, it's going to be okay. And men are just like, Fix it. One to five, A to Z, we'll figure out the steps, we'll get there, let's fix it. Which I also appreciate about you because it's learned a lot. Like I've taught myself a lot through that as well, like to be maybe more productive than emotional, right? Like, exactly. It's a balance. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And what would you say is your most common argument and how do you resolve conflict? It's always about communication. For sure. It's never... I think our like intentions, well, my intentions are always positive, but I think my every argument that I feel like I instigate, which is usually ninety five percent of the arguments, it's it's my lack of stating why I'm doing what I'm doing or why I'm acting a certain way or why I need to be somewhere until nine p.m. or why I need to be doing this or that. Like it's just, yeah. and sometimes you just, you know, you do send a text, but it's kind of like. <laughs> two words and he's like I'm out and I'm like great (laughs) I'm making dinner so um no problem but no and I like the thing is too is I'm also learning like in that retrospective like I don't know when you're in kind of like the setting and working so much and always like business is a huge part of it I think too like your conversations are always around work and things like that so separating that's the biggest thing is separating that but yeah communication's huge I think that that's like even for me like sometimes if I'm you know having a shitty day and I come home and I'm just in a crap mood we all get there and it's like even communicating that to Dan so he knows what he's walking through that door into um right so that's like I think women and men have different forms of communication but like yeah I mean and it's not to say that Dan has to tell me everything he's doing but it's just nice and women appreciate when like hey if I'm at home busting my butt off, went to the grocery store, now I'm cooking and I'm going to clean. Maybe you will. Um, but I just want you to communicate and tell me that you're not coming because it's just like a respect thing, right? So just the little things. And then just trying to yeah, really separate your work-life balance is big. Mm-hmm. And what do you value most in your there's two things. <laughs> I uh, I forced Dan to get a cat. So um, oh, the cat yeah. is like, well, honestly, get a cat. If you're in a relationship or an animal, because they are like your sanity. And like when you come home, like Dan and I, maybe sometimes he'll have a miscommunication. I'll come home. I'm a little fiery. I'm a little mad. Get in the door and Dan's like holding the cat. And he's like, no, but look how cute she is. And then we just like kiss and make up. So it's like. I don't know. I think that she's a huge, she's this angel sent from above. It's just like this core in our relationship. And like, I know it might sound crazy. Yeah, I'm a cat person. Maybe I'm crazy. But um, yeah, I think that like even having that like stability in our relationship and that responsibility of like the animal and, you know, it's really a ground for us. Um, Yeah. One thing I really appreciate about Dan, oh man, there's a lot. But one thing I truly, truly, I don't know, I think you know, you're really inspiring me. He always, every single day I get up, he's always pushing me truly to be the best person that I can be. 
and uh, inspire me to just be this powerhouse woman and, and always behind me no matter what. So that's one thing I value him down. No matter what happens in my life or my day, I always come home and I know that he's going to be my safe place to land uh, no matter what goes on. So I'm really lucky. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's more or less the same for me. I can't have a million things go on in a day and it's just so nice to come home and just share how fucking stressed I am. Yeah. She's just like, what's your deal? Like, why are you so like, just do this? Like, and even... Even if she doesn't know the full story behind it, she's just kind of like, just deal with it. Like, deal with it tomorrow. Like, you'll figure it out. It'll be fine. And it's just, you know, even if someone doesn't fully understand how stressful something is, it's just nice to have somebody to be like, you're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Um, if it doesn't work out, at least we're still here together. So mm-hmm. um, that's what I value most is that in all the busyness of everything we're doing in the world, if everything fell off the face of the earth, then we still got each other. We still got each other. So. And that sounds very cliche. But <laughs> it's, it's so true, yeah, it's honestly. True. It's yeah, it's crazy. And the one thing, like, I think the biggest thing too is just always having your house as your safe place. So Dan and I talk about this all the time. But like, you in your day to day life, there's shit that comes across your day and your month and your weeks that are just sometimes out of your control. And being able to come home and knowing that you have that safe place and that sanity in your home um, is the best feeling ever. So like, our rule is always like never go to bed mad that's like one of the biggest things so if we're in a fight have a conversation before bed let's go to bed on a good note and wake up the next day feeling good about it even if we're still a little bit like sad or whatever about it we still talk about it the next day but never go to bed in like an angry state that you're laying next to the person and you're just like literally hating them that's not good at all we've never done that that's always been our rule so i think yeah just always making sure that that home life is just like always good and in a good place and never in a negative place because at the end of the day that's always what you have to end your day with and start your day with so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I love that um and we kind of talked about it because you have your date night to disconnect mm-hmm. and reconnect with each other um and also the next question is what your favorite date spot is oh we so got you just talk about the kind of dates that you go on with specific yeah dates. well dan and i are pretty outdoorsy active people like dan grew kind of up going from calgary to fernie so that's usually a place um that we go to often is fernie on the weekend if we need to like disconnect or feel like we had a crazy week um and we're so so lucky for that place um and his parents being out there because they cook for us and clean for us and make everything amazing every time we're out there um and then having our safe place in Kelowna too like with my family it's really nice because we get to just jump on a plane go out there we're so so lucky we're able to do that um and that's kind of a big thing like if we will make a weekend out of it if we go there we'll go have a little restaurant we'll go do like a little date night without anybody else um but in Calgary you can talk about what we do in Calgary what we do in Calgary Calgary's (laughs) we live downtown just off 17th so the majority of our date nights are spent doing mainly social things we've probably been to every restaurant that everybody's yeah. been to i could list yeah. the top five but they're everybody's top five there's really no point but one of our favorite date spots isn't in calgary it's actually in bright creek mm-hmm. the italian farmhouse it's one of our favorite yeah. restaurants mm-hmm. primarily what? because really? oh my god jeez i knew we were gonna teach her something. it's it's <laughs> nice and getting in like to bright creek because it's like 30 minutes away you're out of the city you're not in the city you can still feel like you're not kind of in the hustle bustle of 17th or 4th street um, so we've started kind of doing things like that or going to the Nordic spa, at least just getting out, out of the city. Um, but yeah, and mm-hmm. Cologne and Fernie, we do travel. Yeah, yeah we're lucky we, we travel as much. Like we were, we weren't really, the last summer just got really crazy with work and family and all this stuff, but it was, so we were bouncing around a lot, but these last like few months, we've had a lot of great weekends in Calgary and stuff and just being able to experience the city. And I think, I mean, we're so lucky because we're part of YYC and you know, that, that great community that we just, 
we connect with tons of people and that's where you kind of learn more about the city. Like some of the places I found out about were from people at Spin or whatever and I've never heard of these places before. But little, yeah, Brad, Brad Creek's like our favorite, yeah, favorite date funny. spot. I was telling somebody the other day too, like we traveled like recently, we went to like Paris, London, Scotland, New York, like we've been all over the place. But when we came back to Calgary and we started like hitting our favorite restaurants again, we were like, fuck, like, the food scene here is unbelievable. Yeah. Like, it's incredible. It's and better than any city we're traveling to. Any city. And it's just like, yeah, there's amazing places in LA and stuff too. Yeah. It's just like, every time we come back here, it's like, oh my God, yeah. this place is cool. And there are so many unique well, date nights because there's mm-hmm. a million restaurants here. Yeah. But, and there's tons of cool stuff. There's a lot of active people. There's always yeah. stuff you can get involved in. But. Yeah, but turn your phone off. That's one big thing. Turn your phone off on date night. That's what we do. Or we like leave it at home. Because you don't need it. <laughs> you ever left your phone at home? We left it at home. <laughs> what, in the beginning when we first started dating, we totally oh, did. Yeah. I guess we don't now. Because like it's hard when you're you're self-employed, right? You're like, I feel guilty doing it. For sure. I definitely do. But I we need to be more mindful. I'm trying to be more mindful. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. Even if just yeah. keeping it off the table. Right? Yeah. Like, and just like, because you're oh, always yeah. flipping it and looking at it. And yeah, so. I try to keep my face down mm-hmm. as it is right now. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to look through it to see what's on <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, and I actually just thought of a question that's not on the list. So oh, curveball. Is there anything you've learned from your parents about relationships? Like growing up with them, just, especially as you get older. I found that as I get older, mm-hmm. watching my parents and listening to what they're yeah. saying, they share a lot more now that you're older. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Patience. I was literally just going to say that. Literally. I think that's the biggest thing. Like I, I can... I can't speak for like my mom and my dad because my parents divorced at a young age. Um, but I look at like dad's parents or like my aunt and uncles that are together. And yeah, I just watch them and I'm like, you know, you have to have patience from both sides. I think that it comes from like not just men or women. I think you both have to compensate in different ways for each other. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Patience. You're smiling. No, you it's that. just it is just it's just funny. I mean, everybody goes through kind of the relationship cycle of being in the love phase, and then mm-hmm. you kind of start bickering at each other, and then you try to figure out how to get through yeah. that. Um, but I think it, yeah, it's patience. It's understanding that nothing's perfect. You're mm-hmm. gonna you're gonna argue. You're gonna you know yell at each other about something, and the next day you're gonna get over it. But it's being able to understand their perspective um, and just take a step back and just let your ego go. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. Um, that I learned from my parents anyway. It's just your, you know, it's it's not about you. It's always mm-hmm. about us. Um, so let your, yeah. kind of let your ego go and just realize that it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing I learned from your parents too is like whenever they like make decisions or they're like together, they're like, it's always them as a team and like it's never like them doing something without the other person. So that's mm-hmm. one thing we've definitely like tried to do as well and take from them. Yeah. Okay, last um so I think the whole date night once a week accountability holding yourself to that um because I think we actually Dan and I lost sight of it so when we both started our own company and started like kind of doing our own things we both got so busy and then we made the excuse that we were too busy so we were too busy for date night and then we sat back and we're like whoa 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 you're never too busy for something and you're never too busy for something that's really important to you so that was kind of like our biggest takeaway was like, hey, we need to ground down. We actually need to commit to this every day, once a week, um, no matter what we have going on our week. And we have to change it to a Monday. We change it to a Monday. Like we figure that out. 
So that's like my one piece of advice is always sticking to that and really trying to disconnect wherever you are with that person and just be in that world with them. So I think that's really big. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a past employer who taught me a lot and he had this um, little a little thing on his desk and it said, if you tell the truth, you'll never have to remember anything. Um, and I think that, you know, bodes well, especially in relationships. I think what was a week ago, we had got an argument because I was, and my, my reasoning behind not telling you something is I said, I was scared you were going to get mad. <laughs> and then I, because I was, and then I was like mad because I'm like, what? Yeah, exactly. So I think, you know, it doesn't, the truth is what it is. It's yeah. going to hurt. It's going to be shitty. It may be great, but if you tell the truth, you're never going to be having to remember anything. It just, it is mm-hmm. what it is. And if it causes a negative reaction, just deal with it mm-hmm. um, and move past it. But don't go to bed mad. That's literally, I think that's key too. Yeah. Big. I like that one. Yeah. And where can people find you if they want to check out your classes? Well, uh, or Okay. Well, if you guys want, you guys can like pick up the phone because my phone's always on. You can call me. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. Um, yeah so if you actually text me i might answer you within two days um but i'm joking uh yeah if you guys want to follow i don't know find me you can find me on instagram my handle is underscore art morrison underscore or yeah just text me 403-818-7522 i don't really care do it get on there yeah i don't really care you guys can text me call me whatever um i teach a lot of spam my website. I'm on Instagram. My phone number is probably all over the internet. If you look at any of my websites. Yeah. Search scan. Yeah, Tolo's all over the place. All my contact stuff is there, but it's pretty easy to find people around. Mm-hmm. Just create the gram like Dan did in the beginning. <laughs> yeah.